Cut the crap. How many times a day do you want to say that to politicians, the elite, the loony liberals, the fake news media, and the gender-confused, emotional, socialist, snowflake crowd? Cut the crap is your secret weapon for fighting for our freedoms and our great republic. It all begins with a massive mental enema, freeing you from the toxic news and politically correct news, which constipate your consciousness with stinking thinking. Your host, your host, Joe is known for calling out politicians and telling them to cut the crap. You've seen him on virtually every television network and listened to him on Coast to Coast Radio. And now, he's here to help you learn to fight for America. Culture, race, and American politics—they all have the one thing in common. They all need to cut the crap. Now, here's your host, Joe Pulitzer. Hey there, folks. Welcome to the program. Jovan Hutton Pulitzer here, and we're going to be talking some crap. It's election day. Here we are, right? New election cycle, midterms going on today. Uh, this is going to be an interesting day. Uh, as some of you know, do me a favor, share the program. Will you Will you get this out far and wide? You need to know what's going on election day. I'm going to give you some updates in each of the states and what's going on. Specifically, so you understand there's a little bit of, of change in my broadcast today because I am going to broadcast live for a five-hour block starting at 5 p.m. Central Standard Time to 10 p.m. Central Standard Time. I'm going to be doing that exclusively in radio. You'll see the URL on your screen, speaker.com forward slash show forward slash Trovon Hutton Pulitzer. If you'll go there, you'll you'll drop right in the feed anyway, but if you also go there and download the free app that goes with it, you're able, whether you're online or otherwise, to chat during the show. I want to hear from you. I especially want to hear from you if you are at the polls. Give us real-time updates. We'll be watching this all across the country, but that's 5 p.m. Central Standard Time to 10 p.m. Central Standard Time. Um, if we can do various feeds where you drop in at different times and just kind of watch what the hell we're doing while I'm doing the program, yes, it might not have exactly the same tonality audio-wise, uh, depending upon how we have to patch in the feed, but I will be doing a live broadcast. Go to Spreaker.com, please. Spreaker, S-P-R-E-A-K-E-R, Spreaker.com, forward slash show, forward slash Jovan Hutton Pulitzer, so you can participate uh, in this uh, momentous event that's going on today. I find it very ironic. Did you get up early, by the way, to watch the blood moon eclipse? It's a normal part of my morning. I'm up early. I'm walking and I uh, got a glimpse, even though it was cloudy, of the blood moon eclipse. Since I love history... I would love to give you a little bit of history of a blood moon. I think it's very ironic that it is taking place today. Uh, it might uh, show the monumental nature of what's going on, because today, as we dawn in this day for our election day, 2022 midterms, we began it 
with a blood moon. Now, I want to share with you um, the ancients back in time. Let's go back to the ancient Inca. Uh, let's go back to the ancient Mesopotamians, right? Uh, in ancient Inca time, and this correlated across Inca time and to Mesopotamia, they felt that a blood moon uh, was possibly an evil omen portending something bad might happen to society. The Incas interpreted the blood red nature, and in their mythology, they felt it was the jaguar, one of their deities, attempting to attack the moon, and that the moon uh, was beginning to bleed red. Ironic, here we are at a nation that might finally be waking up Awoken the right way, not woke, to a country that truly bleeds red for its nation and is not bleeding blue. In Mesopotamia, they felt that it was a sign that the current ruler, the current ruler of their nation, was under attack, and was going to be obliterated. I find that very interesting. In Mesopotamia, they worried about this greatly, that their leaders who were installed at this time believed that it meant their leader, whoever it was at their time, was going to be slaughtered. Now, the measures they took back then was they inserted proxies. Isn't it funny in all our voting equipment, some of these things that transfer this stuff is called proxy servers? Anyway, they would insert a proxy. And they had people that were specifically proxy rulers, rulers in name only, that would assume the position, not like you're thinking, but assume the position uh, of being de facto ruler during the time of the red moon and the coming lunar eclipse of it, which is what makes it unique. It's unique in astrology as well. I'll explain it in a minute. But they would install a proxy ruler for the duration of the red moon with its eclipse. And what they would do is this proxy ruler was intended to be the sacrifice decoy, where, in fact, if uh, it portended trouble for the ruler, that they would kill the proxy um, and not the real ruler. The real ruler would survive, right? And so in this... In this uh, mythos that they had back in their day, the real ruler, as the moon issues began, that ruler would disappear. This proxy ruler would come up uh, and basically uh, serve. And then as it waned, it would, in fact, move on. Now, many cultures, right? Many, many cultures 
have uh, discussions and have mythology about blood moons. Many uh, belief systems are based on it. Many prophecies have been based on it. They're all not bad, right? They're all not bad. Many of them are good as well, that they foretell change coming. Now, in, in, in astrology, right, in astrology, it's just the same that we have a unique instance with this, this particular blood moon lunar eclipse. It's enough that a blood moon is rare. It's even more rare that it's a blood moon eclipse. But in astrology, everybody's kind of going nuts because of how the earth is aligned at a specific time um, between the planets as this occurs. You know, it, it's, it's, it's a twinning effect that's going on at the moment in astrology, which, is, which I find incredibly fascinating. And this twinning effect, and by the way, happening on election day, right? Uh, how, how interesting is that? It's, it's coming at a time uh, what is called uh, Taurus, right? Uh, it's called Taurus as Uranus, Taurus, uh, which is usually, what, associated with May or whatever the case may be, or June, whatever it is. And so it has a, a, a Taurus, which is, by the way, Taurus is considered conservative. You don't have to believe uh, astrology at all. And there are no seven rays of light coming out of my head. I'm telling a very interesting story of mythology for a reason. But anyway, um, and I looked it up for the show, so I thought it was wildly fascinating. I thought you would find it fascinating as well. So it's this Taurus-Uranus combo. And interesting, Taurus is a conservative house, and it's interest it's interest known for uh used to have to do with resources uh finances of kingdoms and stuff like that and then at the same time in the moon part of it and that's where the uranus part of it comes in taurus and uranus the twinning effect so you've got you know the moon has to deal with it in that uh one stage and then the other planet taurus because other planets affect this that is associated with uh change upheaval Sometimes they say uh, revolution. So I'm, I'm reading what some of these astrologers are saying, you know, uh, when the moon is in a line to a close degree like this to another planet, it's likely they're in cahoots. Uh, they're two actors on the same scene. And with this eclipse uh, at the same exact degree as Taurus lined up with Uranus, it's it's like throwing a volatile Molotov cocktail into the mix. Uh, Rolling Stone uh, wrote this, right? They did a huge article on it. I, and I kind of thought that was, you know, a little bit interesting, right? Um, some people say it's uh, frightening, one, right? Some people say it's frightening. Now, here's what I found compellingly interesting, This was a little bit of a jaw dropper for me, and I'm not into astrology, right? Not into astrology at all, right? I respect it, and I understand how it's been used 
historically. But when I say I'm not into it, I don't go read the paper. I don't go get my hands read. And you don't have to pray healing hands over me because I mentioned the word Uranus. It doesn't make me a bad guy. I think it's wildly fascinating from an historic, from a historic standpoint. Well, interesting what's going on here is if you look at historically, historically, in this particular exact degree, you know, degrees of separation, the last time Uranus and Taurus were exactly in this alignment, you know, Taurus time, Uranus is the planet, were exactly in this this alignment was the years 1934 to 1942, the exact moment of totalitarianism, Nazism, extremism, and fascism. Now, I found that to be really, really interesting, right? Uh, Call it a coinkydink. That's my particular word for coincidence. Call it a coinkydink, but I thought, wow, that is... That is pretty, that's pretty interesting, right? Pretty interesting, because we definitely know that the world went through a horrible time during those years, right? What are the odds that we are fighting what could be, could become fascism, Nazism, Nazism, Marxism, the height of the Nazi empire, right? That I'm going, holy smokes. That's like weird, weird. Now, of course, some people are using it to make a political statement. One stargazer extraordinaire said the following. Astrologers have... We all have noticed this link, and a lot of people predicted a kind of rise of that type of sentiment, because it aligns with history. This particular eclipse is practically engineered to those dynamics. Our job is to take that very seriously. Our job is to not look away from white supremacist, white nationalist, Nazi rhetoric that is infiltrating a lot of the airways. (laughs) okay another one goes on with this transit occurring it demands that a nation is willing and being able to confront their shadow and in the united states we have a really deep shadow of racism violence and genocide so i guess you can read you know you can kind of read a fortune you can kind of read it any way you want um, and, they're, and they're making these connections, right? And it's kind of interesting because, you know, the energy of the eclipses is unpredictable and chaotic, like they say. Uh, I don't dare, one, said, one was said real, I don't dare to predict what happened. Some say it's making for a big surprise. It is the nature of Uranus to pull something from the outside world into the discussion and something we never would have thought possible. I think I could be one of these astrologers. I think I could manage it. I I really think I could. 
If they were to ask me for this Rolling Stones interview, I would have said, look, here's how I look at it. When it comes to Uranus, well, be rest assured, Joe Biden is not running in this particular election. So you're covered. However, I do predict because of this transit of Uranus, there is going to be a tremendous amount of Democrats butts puckering. And there's, it's red for a reason. It's the wave. And it just shows how the implications go on this red wave. Because today, what is today? Today is National IQ Test Day. See, most people think it's just Election Day. Uh-uh, baby. This is National IQ Election Day. And we're going to find out just how many people in the United States of America have an IQ that proves their head is not in their anus. And we're going to find out today. We're going to find out today whether Americans have been paying attention, have looked at the numbers, looked at the facts, understand what the hell's going on, understand basic economics understand the truth about history and where the fascism really lies, or do they have their heads up Uranus? So, folks, welcome, welcome to National IQ Day. For those of you, I thought also very interesting, I don't know if we can read anything into it, but you know the Powerball is up to 1.9 billion dollars. Yeah, 1.9 billion dollars. What I found incredibly coinky dinky was they could not pull the numbers for Powerball last night because one of the systems California was not able to report how many Tickets were sold in the system. They need it for actuarial purposes. Therefore, they too had to delay the count of the tickets, and they've paused it, and of, of, sport, of, of course, they're going to supposedly read it today. Is that a dink? Is that a glitch among glitches? Are they finding a proper Democrat to give that $1.9 billion to? Is somebody paying off the system? It'll be incredibly interesting with California, the one being down, if somebody in California actually wins it. I think if you take the 30-year payout, it's 63 63 million, it's 30, 63 million dollar payments, and it's just under a billion dollars if you take the cash. Now, is all of this a coincidence that it's red and the moon and the numbers and the glitches and the death of a leader, the beginning of a new, the rise of fascism, and a bunch of Uranuses involved? I think it's a cosmic joke, but here we are on National IQ Day. So let's talk about what's going on. I want to remind you, tonight, (laughs) I am, and, and by the way, all of you have already been voting. Oh, somebody said they'd take the cash, please. I, you know, I've always drawn this analogy. 
that I treated voted voting like a lottery ticket. You don't play till it's a billion dollars because I just didn't give a crap. And that was my fault. We were apathetic. Somebody said, I'll take the cash, please. You know, I'm kind of the same way. If I was playing lottery, I'd take the cash. And the reason I would take the cash is not for the immediate windfall, because in this case, $63 million, one pay would be immediate windfall. I don't trust the government's going to be able to cut the freaking check, right, over 30 years. (laughs) Something (laughs) will happen. And so take the cash and run, baby. Run, run, Forrest, run. Right. I don't I don't think about that. But anyway, I'm seeing all kinds of people commenting. They just got back from voting. God bless you. And when we wrap this up, if you haven't uh, done it, get out there and go vote. That is what's going to depend today. I actually saw somebody told their husband, who is a Vietnam vet, go back to the bedroom and take that shirt off because evidently he's a vet. He should be proud of his country was wearing it. And she said, nope, get, get your butt back. Get your butt back. Take that shirt off because, you know, we also have to be rather inconspicuous about what's going on. There are already issues with machines being down. There's already issues with paper. There's already issues with ink. And everywhere, everywhere, They are warning of delays. I watched some interesting interviews last night on mainstream news. I did it on purpose because I wanted to understand why DHS people were out making the rounds on television. I found that very interesting. And when I come back, we're going to talk about that. I'm going to give you some of the races to watch. Do me a favor, maybe in the break, go download the Spreaker. Make sure you have it. I want to include you with my program, Spreaker.com forward slash show forward slash Jovan Hutton Pulitzer. This is how you get directly into my radio feed because I want to hear what's going on in your counties and your places as we watch all of this unfold on this interesting Bloody Tuesday. Be right back. See, I told you learning how to tell the world to cut the crap would make you feel great. There's more to come. Jovan will be right back. Fun. I want you to know, you know, guys, I... I love you guys to death. You are so smart. You know what's going on. You know how a lot of this crap happens. Just watching the comments brings incredible joy because you actually know what to watch for in this. We've all been given a gift. We've all been given a gift. Now, two years later after the November 3rd, 2020 debacle, Just another reminder, I will be broadcasting live five hours, 5 p.m. Central Standard Time to 10 p.m. Central Standard Time in my radio format. I will spare you staring at my forehead for five hours that long like you do when you watch me on video. If you stare at it too long, it becomes very weird things. If you don't believe me, take a screen uh, freeze. 
and then look at it and, and watch my face transmorph into something else. Now, speaking about transmorphing, I want you to know the system, the cabal, the deep state is already at it. Don't be surprised and don't be pissed off. Every time they deal their hand, we learned more. It's just the way it is, folks. Take the gift. And speaking of planets, shove it right up there. Taurus is twin. You know what I mean? Get out there and vote. Uh, I hope you join me. Uh, go put the app. Yeah, you can take it right off your phone when you're done. But but I, if you put, do put the app on your phone, just understand my, my podcast is also there and all of my archives. You have 12 or 1,300 hours of archive there of me and my radio format if you wanted to do it. It's Spreaker.com forward slash show and that's Spreaker like speaker but S-P-R-E-A-K-E-R I tried to get Streaker.com but it was already taken but Spreaker.com forward slash show forward slash Jovan Hutton Bulletzer. I don't know I just thought I went and sent people with Streaker I, I had a n- nifty idea the app's free send a naked photo prove your Streaker you could download the app uh, didn't work out like I want a lot of hairy backs stuff like that just wasn't anyway But it is a good app. It's actually a legit app, folks, even though I'm toying with you. Um, It's going to be an interesting day. I want you to join me because you're going to be the eyes and ears on the ground, right? You're going to be the eyes and ear on the ground. And mainstream media is not going to cover it. And so I'm asking you to be the reporter in the field. There are thousands and thousands of you watching right now. And the reason I went with the radio format only, you don't have to sit in front of the computer, although you can do it on the computer. But if you got your phone, you can listen, you can do whatever, you can watch the other stuff. But if you're on your phone and you can chat with me, see, you're going to hear the reports on the ground that mainstream media is not going to report. And... Even conservative sites are only going to pick what they think are tasty and juicy. I want to know the hardcore stuff. I'm already hearing that machines are down. I'm already hearing that machines are down. That's BS. And let me tell you why it's BS. When the machines get certified, they get certified at the national level, the counties order those machines to those specs, quote-unquote, software and all this other stuff. However, if the machine has a problem, those are not regulated the way you think. So I find it very convenient. The machine went down. We need tech service right away. And they're doing last-minute updates. That is a break in our system. That is a break in our system. So I think we're already hearing this in Michigan is what I'm hearing. Don't worry about it. Get your butt out there and vote. Vote, 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 vote. Take your friends, take your family, vote, vote, vote. They're going to try anything they can to stall. They've already been on TV saying it's going to be a long time for the vote. So what I did uh, last night is I tortured myself and I soothed myself. The way I soothe myself is I got a big tub of sherbet ice cream, which I haven't had forever, and some 
cinnamon graham crackers, which I freaking love and haven't had in years. And I sat there with a big bowl of ice cream and cinnamon, uh, cinnamon graham crackers, and I turned on the networks, and I watched the bullshit fest begin. All of them saying, it's going to take time to count the ballots. It's going to be so hard. Folks, France counted. France counted. 37 million ballots in one day. Oh, yeah, by the way, yes, I kind of felt toxic and drunk this morning, kind of hungover. Yeah, I did feel like poop, but eh. anyway. They're doing the delay because they know they're potentially going to get their ass kicked. And this is time, orange sherbet, by the way, orange sherbet. There was pineapple, didn't sound good. I didn't want to swirl. And so I was going to my childhood. You're asking in chat what kind of uh, sherbet. So I went back to my childhood. Remember the little orange push-up pops? I thought, you know what? Okay, let's kind of go back, throw back to a time. When it was much better than the crap we're going through now. So that's kind of what I did, right? But... They're saying it will take time to count these ballots. That is cover. That's all that is. It is horse crap cover. If your county is one of those counties, it is a maladministration issue, a maladministration issue, because they've had two years to prepare, and they can't say at the last minute, oh, my God, we weren't ready or whatever. Every one of those elected officials need to get kicked to the curb. That is maladministration. This is exactly what they're supposed to do. This is exactly what they're supposed to do, and they didn't do it. It's all cover. And it's cover for figuring out how can they sneak in votes. See, folks, it's right before your eyes now. We are third freaking world country. When at the last minute, judges are overturning people's rights to count the ballots. That is electioneering in my book, although they do it legally and sue. This is the crap we face, and this is why I am so glad you have activated. Because you are the antivirus. You are the vaccine against this crap. You are the cure you've been waiting on. You must get out and take everyone with you and be aware. And now, sadly, we learned that we should be looking into all of these freaking judges. But we weren't because we were not paying attention. All of this crap happened on our watch, folks. Happened on our watch. You are the cure. You are the army you've been waiting on. When I come back, I'm going to talk about seven things that we need to watch for today. And I'm going to talk about the contested, the really, the races that it's going to come down to, even if it's not your state, that you're going to have to pay attention to, to make sure that our country does not get stolen on this bloody day. And where the fight is going to matter the most, it matters everywhere. So don't think you shouldn't vote. It matters every single ballot cast today. I think you know that. Hang tight. I'll be right back right after this. Are you following Jovan on all social media? You think this program is good at empowering you? 
You should get your PhD in cutting the crap by following Jovan Daly on all social media. Just find him by typing hashtag Jovan Hutton Pulitzer. Hang tight, Jovan will be right back. Welcome back. We're talking about National IQ Test Day. That Today is the day that the whole nation, and they should go out, we actually are going to be testing the IQ of our fellow Americans. By the way, I want to explain one thing for you. At different times when you hear almost like a double pump in my voice or my announcer fish or anything like that, what you're hearing on those times when it occurs is when the feeds come back into sync. Remember, one's going one way is radio, one's going one way is video. Just so you understand what that is, that's where the the feeds kind of uh, sync up together. Let's talk about some of the things that we have to watch for, what's going on, what's important, what's happening, and why this particular election is so critical. This election could, and I'm not over-exaggerating, decide if we ever have a properly run, and I'm, I'm, I'm no longer using the word fair, folks. I do not use, I do not use the word fair in elections anymore because I'm tired of that leftist word. It's horse shit. Oops, beep that. It's horse crap. Because... Life's not fair, and the left will tell you, well, it's not fair, so we got to give some over here, you know, just like they do with money. It's not fair. We want truth and transparency and accuracy. That's it. Our vote to count exactly the way it voted. In fact, we want every legal vote to count exactly the way the person voted said legal ballot. You got to work all those in there uh, because they're not doing it. And you're right, this fight will never be over. That's true. Even if we sweep it today and get a super majority, it's still going to be a fight. It is just the nature of where we are in history at the moment. We are fighting for our very soul of our country. Let's talk about why this is important, what's going on. This will decide... Going forward for the next two years, the agenda in Washington, it's that simple. It has many other implications, like being able to get proper trials, getting able to be able to get proper investigations, impeachment and everything else. But let's just set that aside. Let's just look at the legislative mechanics of it. This is what's going to decide the next two years and who who sets the ground rules for the elections in 2024. That's why this midterm is so important. Because over the next two years, as this battle is fought to fix this crap, it is going to decide who got to control the ground rules leading into the 2024 election. The House and the Senate are so narrowly close and gaps. Um, you know, at the Republicans only need a net gain of one seat to win the Senate and a net gain of five seats to win the House. That's it. Republicans only need one net gain 
to control the Senate, five net gains out of 300 plus to control the House. That is why, right, these issues are going on. Now, at the same fight level, you got to understand who is it that controls the election machinery and the election operations. It's state stuff, folks. The one who decides the election machinery and the control of the election are the governor races. Like Cary Lake in Arizona. That's where those decisions come down. Secretary of State races, that's where it comes down to the operation of said races. AGs of the state, that's where it comes down to the prosecution of said races. The Democrats are betting, or were betting, or may still be betting, on a Roe versus Wade overturn retaliation based upon misinformation because everybody thinks an abortion is illegal now, which is total crap. It's not what it was. So there are so there are a lot of Democrats that are in dispute right now when it comes to the House. And so that's where the legislative chamber comes in because everything begins in the House. You want to impeach a president. It's not the Senate. The Senate executes what the House demands. Get it? The House decides this is what we want done. They send it to the Senate. The Senate decides if they're going to do it, try it, perfect it, execute it. That's how it works, folks. That's how it works. The uh, differences from a Biden 2020 debacle is there are some solid blue states that have always voted blue that are looking like they may go red, and that's Rhode Island, New York, and Oregon. That's a big deal. That's a big, big deal. That's why the left is panicked. When it comes to the Senate, okay, the most vulnerable Democrat incumbents, incumbents meaning the people who already had the position, The most vulnerable ones right now are in Nevada, New Hampshire, Arizona, and Georgia. Nevada, New Hampshire, Arizona, and Georgia. And we do know there were problems of the nefarious maladministration kind in Nevada, Arizona, and Georgia, for sure. New Hampshire's always kind of been wonky. And the Dems are terrified in two states that Biden supposedly won in 2020. And so they're on the ropes fighting for their lives. And that is Pennsylvania and Wisconsin. Isn't it interesting that the six states that came down to six counties, and they all did six of the same things from a maladministration point, yeah, 666, are all up for grabs, and the people are saying, no way, no way, not going to let it happen, not going to let it happen. Now, the left is trying to convince the voters that, oh, you have election deniers. They're election deniers. Uh, 
If you don't believe the election was run right, it is your civic, patriotic, and right duty to say, uh-uh, uh, I don't agree with this. But the left has now turned that into a cloak of shame, the newest scarlet letter. It's always been an R next to your name. But now it has this thing called election denier. And they're saying, and these people are parroting exactly what Donald Trump lies about and says. Again, you do understand that's the crap they're taking in all of these brains across the nation. It's why on my program, I say you've got to get a mental enema. It, it's just true. It's just true. And so, again, this fight is up. Many, 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 many things are fight are up in these key swing states. The left is worried about the tremendous turnout of Latino, they're Americans, folks, but uh, it's the only way I can get the point across, Latinos crossing the aisle even further, and including black American voters who have been under the control of the Democratic Party for so long, they're worried about that. They're worried about the impact of the selected, but I must say presidential, so you understand what I'm saying, the president seat has, because Biden is so ineffective, they are freaking out that Joe blows, truthfully, and they know that Joe blows, and they're freaking out about it. And that's part of why all of this stuff is kind of so funkily up to grab. Because at the end of the day, this is about 2024 right now. For us, I told you yesterday's broadcast, without regard for who wins, today, today, decides our future one way or other. It does not matter what happens. Somebody saying there are pipe bomb threats in New York. But today decides our future, folks. Today, uh, it looks like it shut down a New York City polling station. Told you it's, it's going to happen. They're going to do everything they can. This is why that's a good example. As I'm watching chat and I'm getting it, I want you in the program with me this evening. It will get hairier towards the end of the day. I'm intentionally doing it starting at, on average, the two hours before the poll closes and the three hours after the poll closes intentionally. We'll see what kind of goes on today, but it is that while I'm getting feedback that I will be able to share with you on the air and again, I'm doing it in my radio feed five hours straight, if you think you can dialogue with me for five hours. But we're going to talk about everything the mainstream media is not talking about, just like you heard pipe bombs in New York City shutting down poll stations. We're going to talk about it. I need your eyes and ears on the ground. You'll be able to text in. You'll be able to chat in. Tell us what's going on. There's going to be a tremendous amount of misinformation going out, and the misinformation going out is going to be that 
lines are super long or whatever. The way I'm going to do this is as reports come in, we'll be searching. Can we confirm it? And we'll be asking people in the field to confirm it. And because we have listeners and viewers, millions of views everywhere, we'll ask you to cross confirm it because we've got to get it right. I don't care what the the pundits say. I don't even care what the journalists say. I care what the people on the ground living there say. And so that's how we're going to do our best to make sure we're giving you true and accurate information of what's going on. I will remind you again very gently, don't go out in your MAGA gear. Don't wear your red hats. Don't identify as Republican. This is probably the one day in your life that I'm going to totally endorse. Dye your freaking hair pink. Guys, uh, put on your wife's dress with your freaking beard and go vote, brother. Play the game with these smucks. Don't allow them to draw you into fights. Don't react to people threatening any way. And by the way, be on the lookout for people that profess they're Republican and are showing up in tactical gear and baklavas and khaki pants and all that crap. I'm telling you, they're probably not Republicans. They're setting it up. Do not turn a blind eye to that. When you see anybody out there decked up, obviously, as a conservative, trying to make a statement with their hats, their clothes, or whatever, and they start being total asswax, document them. Protect all of us against those people. Think of it now. What if we didn't have any footage of Ray Epps doing what he did? We'd be in the total blind about January 6th. When you hear people, supposedly conservatives, talking smack, document it. When you see people talking smack and threats, I'd be the first one to pull up their ma- pull off their damn mask and ID them. But, of course, they'll threaten you, hurt them, and you did whatever. If you have to cover your face, it means you can't stand behind your words. Get the f- out of here. So I want you to be really, really careful, really careful today. Because it's a high-stakes day. It's a high-stakes day. The key seats that are most critical to watch today uh, where, you know, you have uh, an issue in the midterms, specifically in the Senate, Georgia, Ohio, North Carolina, Pennsylvania, New Hampshire, Florida, Connecticut, Arizona, Alaska, Washington, Utah, Nevada, Iowa, Colorado, and Wisconsin. When it comes to the key seats in the House, longer list, but I'm going to tell you, when it comes to key seats in the House, so I just told you the Senate, the senators, the House are the people you refer to as reps, right? One seat in Indiana, seven in Michigan, two in Virginia, uh, two in Minnesota. Or oh, let me go back. Let me uh, 
Yeah, that's right. Arkansas, uh, Alaska's one. There's many different, uh, Michigans are uh, divided by their uh, seats. They give their names. So it's the 07, the 08, the 03s. Uh, Virginia, it's number 10. New Hampshire, 13. Ohio, 01. Ohio, 09. Ohio, 013. Those are your districts, sorry. Connecticut in 05 district. Florida is 10 and 13. 27 are going to come into play. Maine's 02. New Hampshire's 01. Pennsylvania's 07, 08 and 12, Rhode Island's 02, Colorado's 03 and 08, Iowa's 03, Kansas 03, Michigan 03, as I said, 07, 08, and 02. New Mexico's got an 02. New York's got an 03, 04, 17, 18, 19. Those are their districts that are going to be up to play. Uh, Texas has 15, 28, and 34 up to play. Nevada has 01, 03 up to play. Mon- Montana has an 01 district. California has 13, 22, 47, and 49 in their district in play. Oregon has their sixth district. Washington has their eighth. Alaska has their one. The key Senate races with the people in them, right, uh, are Georgia, where you got Raphael Pastor Warlock. They got another uh, person in it, a a dim. I have no idea whether they have that. Chase Oliver and Herschel Walker. That's going to be one to watch because if Herschel Walker doesn't win 50%, it forces it to a runoff December 6th. You got to be terrified of that. That's why they've got a third person in there. Plenty of the Democrats know uh, Raphael, the pastor warlock, it's Warnock, by the way. And that's how they're bleeding off votes. They want All they're trying to play for in Georgia right now is not getting a clear 50% win. Ohio, you got uh, the battle between Tim Ryan, the Democrat, and uh, J.D. Vance, the Republican. North Carolina, another one of these places. You've got uh, on the Dem side, Sherry Beasley, Ted Budd on the Republican side. And you got two wild card flyers in there, Shannon Bray and a Matthew Ho. Uh, again, those take away votes. Same thing's going to ha- be happening in uh, Pennsylvania. You got to understand how this works, folks. They know a lot of people don't like uh, Uncle Fester, otherwise known as John Fetterman. And although he looks like Chunk in the movie Goonies, Chunk was personable, likable, and I would not insult insult Chunk with that. But you got Fetterman, the Democrat. You got Mehmet Oz, Dr. Oz, as the Republican. Neither one of them really liked. So there's three other people running, which are the distractors. Eric Gerhardt, Daniel Wasmer, and Richard Weiss. In New Hampshire, same thing. You've got Maggie uh, Hassan. The Democrat, you've got Donald uh, uh, Bulldock as the Republican. You got some dude named Jerry Kaufman to draw votes away. Florida is going to be highly contested, but it should be rock solid. You've got Marco Rubio, who is in the incumbent, running against Val Demons, the Democrat. You got three wild cards Stephen Grant, Dennis Musagoy, almost like, looks like misogyny, but it's Musagoy, and Tran. Guyan running. Uh, in Connecticut, you've got uh, Dick Bloom. You've seen Dick Bloom. We also call him Richard Blumenthal. He's the Democrat in- incumbent in 
Connecticut, Laura Levy, the Republican. In Arizona, you have the incumbent is the Democrat, Mark Kelly. Blake Masters is the Republican. I expect Blake Masters to take it, but we got another oddball in there, Mark Victor. That's the disruptor. Wisconsin, we got Ron Johnson, who's the incumbent. Republicans should stay uh, running against Mandela Barnes. Colorado, another one of these places where they're going to screw with the numbers. Michael Bennett is the incumbent. It's a Democrat. Joe O'Day is the Republican running. Three outliers, Frank Atwood, T.J. Cole, and Brian Poder, I think is how you say it. Iowa incumbent Chuck Grassley, Republican, running against Michael Franken. Uh, wonder if there's any relation to Al Franken. Have no idea, but that's the Democrat. Nevada, again, wide fill. Uh, Lazalt is the Republican challenger expected to win, Adam Lazalt. Uh, the dim that's in is Kathy Cortez Mastro. But they've got four freaking wild cards, or is it five wild, four freaking wild cards there? Barry Linderman, uh, Barry Rubinson, and Neil Scott. And they're doing something very interesting. They actually have on the ticket none of these candidates. Isn't that odd? Normally, you just should not vote for anyone. And it would be considered an undervote. But I find it interesting they added none of these candidates to force the person to say, I am voting for nobody. By doing that and putting it on the ballot that way, they are actually potentially blocking the machine's abilities to vote for other people. I think that's a very interesting thing that we should consider because we should monitor winners, but why do we monitor undervotes? That means where nobody voted in the category because they don't warn you, hey, you forgot to vote for the sheriff. Get back over here. They don't do that. They do it because it's a way to know where they can stick a vote, right? And so I think that's very, very interesting and we should probably consider that in future elections. A, I vote for none of these spot because that way, casting your ballot that way keeps it from both being a, a, uh, adjudicated as an undervote and keeps them potentially from inserting something there. In uh, Utah, you've got Mike Lee, the Republican incumbent. You got three outliers. There's not technically a Democratic challenger. James Hansen, Evan uh, McMullen. Tommy Williams, Washington State. You got a Democrat there is the incumbent running against Tiffany Smiley, the Republican. I hear great things about her. Alaska, you've got a Republican in name only, Lisa Murkowski, who is the incumbent running against the Dem, Patricia Chesbro, running against a Republican, Buzz Kelly running against a total write-in of nothing, and then running against uh, Republican Kelly uh, uh, Chabaka. I don't know how to say it. I'm very sorry. Key house races. I mean, I could go through every one of them, but I'm not. Um, This is a big deal today, folks. Either way, either way, our future is decided today. Whatever future we get is decided today. Nothing 
changes. And let me tell you why nothing changes, and this does not mean the fight's over. Even if we sweep the supermajority, that means we have control of the House and we control the Senate. That is what's called a supermajority. The fight is still on because we have to change our election processes and laws, methods, conditions, and rules. And we've got to do rhino house cleaning and become rhino hunters. New war. If it's a relative toss-up, same war. If the machines go wonky, the counting go wonky, and they kind of tell us uh, that the Dems took it, we're going to have to fight, and we're going to have to fight harder. Because remember, this is under the Uranus sign, and that is exactly where they're going to try to give it to every one of us. Without a date, without a kiss, it's just going to be the way it is. got to understand it. So the, the vote, the fight, the work is still on. Either way, if we sweep it, I am terrified that people will ease off this election stuff. If we sweep everything and win everything, everything, nothing stops in getting our country and getting our election systems fixed and getting our nation fortified. We're going to probably, in many of these contested places, absolutely demand audits. Folks, pay attention. Make sure you join me this evening. I've left the URL for you. We're all in this together. We are not giving up. It doesn't matter. I'm going to take the blood moon and everything else as a sign that we got to get this fixed. I'm going to take that the last time it occurred was between 1934 and 1942 at the rise of Nazism and Marxism, that that is a sign from God. This was preordained, and we have to fight to save our country, or, or history will repeat itself, and we know how that goes. I'll see you later on. Please join me. It's going to be a long day. We're all in this together. I love you all. Take care. Most people are afraid to stand up and speak out, but not you. You've been learning how to tell the system to cut the crap. What can I do to help save the America I love? And the answer is learn how to fight back and tell the system to cut the crap. Cut the crap's not just a radio program. It's a movement. The right kind of movement, which breaks free the conservative constipation and reminds you that you are the majority. And we're just not going to take it anymore. Make sure you're following Joe Bon Hunt and Pulitzer on all social media. See you next week. And between now and then, take a stand and tell them all to cut the crap. <laughs>